You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 142. flame behind them wait where did we leave off <laughs> we left oh. in the room I was going to fast forward out of here thank but you all of a for sudden, your efforts yeah. as right. we were on our way to depart and I think we had also mentioned briefly that Mock had talked to Barvik and Barvik had a guy who had a workshop yes. that he could yeah. use he I'm, gonna, I'm jumping straight to that um but all of a sudden, I was like, I couldn't remember how we ended and wasn't sure if there was some important unfinished business. Okay. Now, for the third time, with the Order of the Green Flame and Settlestone outside Mithril Hall behind them. Our heroes have moved on. Baron, Mock, Rob, Massimo, Grumbar, Aurora, Belva, and Essen, who we probably forgot to mention all last session. Yeah. Barvik's uh, kids come with us too. His daughter. Who's oh, sorry. And Barvik and Stoy. I don't know if it had anybody else in his family. I thought he had two daughters. He does. He does. Her. He has another daughter, mm. and all of a sudden her name is uh, slipping my mind. I have it right here. It is Helna. Oh yeah. Just quick, he has two total, right? Two total daughters. Okay. Okay. Wife? No wife. He also has a wife. She We've was there. She her. showed up. Didn't she, she was there, but I have forgotten. Oh, when, when he to... when he got kidnapped, she was I have there, forgotten I to make her. So she has but a name. But oh. we will fix like that. Many women in dwarven society. I, I thought she was like the sitcom mom, where like it's just she's not in the picture. I mean, basically, yes, that is her narrative <laughs> role dwarven mom. in this I, particular instance. She's got to get fleshed out or not in the picture. Right no, now, she's, she is. She will get fleshed out. She's a displacer beast. She will get fleshed out because there will be travel. There will be travel to get back to Revel's Lift True. at the very least or to head down to Waterdeep. And at that point, there will be conversations with Barvik and about the future and all the rest. And she will exist by then. But for now, okay. Fair. Fair. we're off. <laughs> we're off to change the subject uh, to the beautiful tiny hamlet of Elerthond. Hmm. That's not a name I know. Hmm. Would Elithond. you like to know how to spell it? I was actually waiting for Sam to ask me how to spell it because he always does when I say a new name. Want to type it in the chat? <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> E-L-L E-L-L-O-R-T-H-O-N-D Very elvish sounding to me. Elerthond. Elorthond. Okay, Elithond. I want to see in the R. Elorthond. A small hamlet Barvik had uh, had given Grumbar directions to how to find a remote hamlet out just a bit northwest, not too far north. This put you off track from your eventual destination of Waterdeep, um, but very secluded. 
Barvik explained that this business associate of his prefers to uh, prefers to live a quiet life, simply exporting his goods through a prearranged uh, trade caravan that comes to the hamlet once every two months. But says that he's uh, that his workshop would be as good as any you could find on the Sword Coast. His workshop would be as good as any you could find on the Sword Coast. He says, and he owes me a favor. It's a fortunate day where I had very uh, no no backup plan to your uh, workshop. I was counting on that. Uh, you've been kidnapped and all and kicked out of that city a second time. Uh, I'll never go back to... to uh, oh, fuck. What's the name of that? The Golden Oak? No, no, no. Well, de- definitely not there. Silver Why can't Moon. I remember the name of the city? Silver Moon. Silver Moon. Yeah. Silver Moon. I'll never go back to, to Silver Moon again. I can't risk three out of three being kicked to the street. <laughs> All right. I am bringing in your token so that I can activate a scene here. I should have done that in advance. I should put you all in the same folder. I thought it would be useful to have main characters and side characters in different folders. But what I really want is everyone that's right now in one folder. Active. The current think about, heroes box. I, well, what I did is I fell into the trap of wanting to categorize by what they are instead of categorize by what would be useful during a session. That's like packing stuff while moving. It, it's a lot like that. You're like, you're like, would it make sense to theme it by color? It's pleasing to my eye. Surely when I'm unpacking, I won't think this was a stupid idea. I can't put all my dildos in one box. I got to put the dildos that belong in the bedroom and the dildos that belong in the kitchen and the ones in the living room them. in separate the, boxes. The side dildos. You, you don't want the side, them. The side adventure dildos. Else. The side adventure. <laughs> the on the way in dildo, the on the way out the, dildo. The, the, the NPC art dildo. dildo, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> continuing on. Uh... As Snowbane's gift sets down in the dense forest out of view from Ellerthond, the group sets off, led by Barvik. Says, small hamlet. Uh, won't even have, uh, likely won't even have a guard on duty at this hour, I expect. Exchanged a couple of, uh... I don't know what I was going to say. I'm just walking through the forest here. And uh, leads everyone in the the night. As it is, uh, night has fallen. Says, as good a time as any to head on into town. No time to waste, says Barvik. And here you are. I will activate this scene here. Oh, lovely. That's uh, that's a rather nice uh, little shop. White. Ooh. Now I need a blacksmith. blacksmith. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's the, there's the adorable little uh, blacksmith home. And uh, one second, I am. I got to get a picture. Unless anyone has a dwarven blacksmith on on hand. Wait, I, I have all those. Uh, let me just reuse. Let me just reuse a sense of iron for now. Got a whole bunch of them. No! I'll be so Use, confused. Uh, beard buckle. They don't have a monopoly on what they look like. Well, is this <laughs> is this fellow a dwarf? Actually, they all look very evil. Uh, yes, this fellow is a dwarf. 
I thought I had, hang on, I had created a solution to this so that I could always uh, easily pull up things. And now I'm forgetting, because we haven't needed to, this is one of those things that I just need to be able to get faster at to be able to do in Foundry. Oh my God, there are no dwarves, okay. I will rescue myself with a Google image search. Or you just get like your tech person who's just standing on deck. It's like, hey, can you get me like three dwarves? That's, that's a, Kaylin actually does a lot of that while we play. <gasps> she is my- Does she doesn't get producer credits? Kaylin's been the power behind I give her, for a long time. <laughs> I give her credit. Whenever it comes up, I make sure, I make sure people I, know. I'm, I'm content in my role. Kaylin seems to enjoy her, her puppeteering behind the, the, uh, Ruling from the shadows. Yes. Oh, you, you guys give me way too much credit. <laughs> exactly what someone in your position would say. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What is? Why didn't this it drag thing? in? Why didn't that it drag in? That looks like oh, someone tramped, tracked in water. Yeah. Uh, the door. Not just look at the face. I mean, uh, it's got a shadow or it's a stain. Okay. <laughs> it's something. I don't know. I thought it was floating in air. Oh and my so god, look at this guy. Models. He floats That's around. That's pretty great. Oh, look at that looks like a boss. Holy shit. Yeah, is that, is that not Morden? <laughs> is that Morden? It's not supposed to be Morden. It says blacksmith guy. Hamlet, yeah, I mean, that blacksmith could guy. be Morden. Morden lives in this <laughs> little not Morden. That would not be a hell of a twist. Can we call him Morden? It's like how you have guys. I know this blacksmith. It's <laughs> like Zeus hangs out with like Jesus. mortals sometimes and like says, Man, the gods sure are fuckers, aren't they? And like see what anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> Morden looks over hey. and sees you and says, Baron, uh, 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 it's not your time yet. I, your wife, uh, go on, get out of here. <laughs> what, why did it make a. Morden. What the. Hey. The darkness is falling over this hole and just like turns slowly black. Now leave. Now leave. Go on a quest or something. I'm on a break. <laughs> I haven't figured out when to give you your wife back. <laughs> I, lost her. I lost her. I lost her. I can't trying find to find her. her. There. Now he's there. There. Now he's just a blacksmith. Now it's not time yet. <laughs> I swear she was just here. Okay. So, like, here's an example. I installed a plugin called an NPC generator. Hmm. And it lets me generate NPCs. <sighs> the question is, <clears throat> how do you activate it? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Something to perhaps they, figure out. I will next figure it out time. another time. It is not a tool I will use tonight. <sighs> These are the. You know, you sit there, practice it. I practiced it all week, the first week, and then I didn't need it for five weeks, and now I have no idea how to do such a thing. Use it or lose it. Yep. Uh, that is definitely correct. Okay. Um, all right. Barvik knocks on the door. Who will be coming at this sort of common night? Uh, you're coming at this time of night and you hear an unlatching and open up. A door opens. 
And he says, What the hell? As he sees a whole party of, of uh, very disparate people. Motley crew. A motley crew. Motley crew. Thinking of and, like Bjorn and the dwarves and Fellowship of the Ring. But and then he looks. That, that was hot. Mm. Never mind. My bad. <laughs> and then he looks <laughs> at the. Uh, he looks at Barvik standing front and center and he says, By Morden's beard, Barvik, is that you? And he says, Dagger, good to see you. And he, they go in, give each other a nice strong hug and says, Calling in that favor you owe me. He says, oh, I'll be damned. Uh, he says, they all with you. Yep. And he hesitates as he looks into his shop. Uh, says, all right, well, come out of the cold at least. And gestures for you all to come in to the very warm blacksmith's, uh, uh, blacksmith's shop here, which has a fire raging at the forge. Would a forge fire be raging? No, it is just a perfectly like heated forge, which has heated up this whole shop. And yeah, it can be pretty hot if it's in use. Very controlled. But even yeah. when it's not in use, they tend to keep them going. Yeah, so but it's like going. It takes a lot more energy to mm. start one up than this to just nice keep it warm. going. It is almost you know, uncomfortably I'm warm in the shop. I'm cold-blooded. This is perfect for me. Get real sweaty. Mock immediately begins to survey the scene, kind of like, you know, delicately, respectfully, kind of maybe handle the tools, just sur- survey the implements available with a keen eye. Does Mock touch any of the tools? Uh, I think... Even like a simple... Yeah, I, I think he does. Like, he... he he, he, this is this is too important to him, like not to be drawn into handling some of these tools. And like again, like this is not something where he's like at all unaware of decorum or whatnot. But uh, I mean, this means too much to him not to kind of immediately begin, like like I said, sur- surveilling. And uh, he runs a finger over a few things, almost unable to help himself. Baron has often been called upon, or at least had been called upon life before being an adventurer um often when forges are newly constructed and things like this there's a lot of like when when morden created the like book of the laws of how one should live one's life how one should construct and lay out a forge is also there so immediately upon entering a new forge of a good dwarven, he just you know he's sort of looking around and sort of making those mental check boxes to see how is this place arranged and laid out as is appropriate for a proper dwarven forge as instructed by morden It's a good question. What does Baron see as as instructed by Morden? There's obviously some variation. There's the hardcore traditionalists. There's some people who take on their modern takes and like some people who are a little bit more, you know, less orthodox, do some things that maybe leave out a few things. There's always different degrees of adherence uh, to the it is, notes. It is like an it is a uh, like a traditionalist, like very, very to orthodox. the teeth, very orthodox uh, construction and presentation of a forge, which is something that you would not expect to find, you know, like 
out of a outside of a society. hole. Yeah, that is yeah. that that says something. Like, like who's watching? Who who's who cares other than whoever's here that it's you know built to code, right? Yes, Dan and Baron uh, oh. comments to the guy. Sorry, I just think finishing the thought, go for, go for, and he says, um, "Oh yeah." Uh, I, some sort of official approval thing, or like yes, like I, I, I'm, I'm. He just looks at him and nods. <laughs> he uh, he says, "You're surprised to see what, what would they call it? What's what's the what's the adjective to 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 call this thing? Pious? Um." Reverend. Reverend, a reverent forge? Let's call it that. I like that. That's good. That's I like good. that. That's good. He says, You're surprised to see such a reverent forge outside of the holds, are you, cleric? Uh, it is a welcome sight. I have been away from home for some time, so reminds me of home. He says, Well, don't get me wrong being all the way out here. I love the dwarves. I just hate dwarves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a perfect, perfect timing. If I can jump in, um, Grumbar, Grumbar has learned uh, from his travels, especially with these dwarves, as we've interacted with a fair number of dwarven communities, and really, um, there's gotten a lot in touch with like dwarven culture and. Uh, and faux pas, and what's the opposite of a faux pas? A faux plus. Um, some a, a good a the the proper rituals and um. Let us say that, that there are some ale stores on the uh, Snowbane's gift, and uh, Grumbar has brought with him a, a keg of not the finest, not like the special stock, but um, some good. Dwarven ale that maybe he picked up in one resupplying the ship because I think there's just some supplies we have on the ship. For he sure, he brings yeah. that and a couple mugs. So after uh, the guy um, saying that he loves the dwarves but hates dwarves um, is right when uh, Grumbar uh, taps the taps the keg and fills up uh, fills up a mug and starts uh, starts handing them out and uh, and begins a little um, just a not. Not overbearing, not that you can't talk over it, but just kind of his bard, like, song of rest kind of stuff, and just very peaceful. Um, he sees that this is an important relationship, and he's seen how the dwarves uh, build it by uh, first getting a little uh, buzz together. So, roll. Who wants to contribute to that? A performance check. And this performance check, don't get me wrong, is not just the music. It's the whole thing that you did. It's the tapping of the keg. It's the handing of the glasses. That is how you're performing to this room. This is like Definitely. the dwarven equivalent of like a tea ceremony. Yeah, actually, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. Uh, so we'll roll this. Roll the bones. Uh, uh, we didn't do inspiration. <laughs> 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 Brutal. Uh, <clears throat> while his skills make up for it, it is one of the worst performances that you have seen from Grumbar. from him. I rolled a four, so total. Of six. He is a yeah, but, huge but, hulking turtle. 
You, but but come on, the yes. roll is a oh, sixteen. You got a fourteen. This is true. True. Or sixteen. True. The, roll, yeah. the roll is a sixteen here. Right. And even on your worst day, you're exquisite. Yes, that's what I should say. This is the worst day. <laughs> and while Mock and Baron and and the others here may be, you know, a little sad when Grumbar starts putting uh, hands to instruments and you don't see a birth of an entire new genre of music yeah. that is celebrated across the entire He's coast. He's going to do Turtle Rock. He's going to do Turtle Rock uh, again. And he does, and people go, okay, that's that's fine. But indeed, this. Grumbar's oh, worst Lord. day, Grumbar's worst day would... Uh, would certainly entertain at the old folks' home. So, <laughs> we got a little bit of the whole. I don't know, you know where that came from. He's he's the not a dwarf is... doing an incredibly dwarven thing, and so just the fact that he's doing that. Some different cultures look high, look frown or smile upon that kind of activity, where it's like you know. But this is like yeah. you know. Thank you, thank you for the effort. Yeah, the effort is there. Um. And for his name, sorry. Uh, Dagger, D-A-G-U-R, uh, takes takes one of the cups that uh, Grumbar hands out, takes a sip, and he says, Well, Barvik, you do know how to make an entrance. By the way, Essen, uh, Barvik's wife, and... Um, Aurora. Aurora and... Uh, we just Elma? said her name. Uh, Helna uh, are all back on the uh, stayed back on Snowbane's gift. The Barviks um, have certainly a lot to discuss about <clears throat> their collective. He has a last name. What was it? Yeah, Barvik. I was joking. Uh, it is Barvik yeah. Thranadar. Yeah, Thranadar. Which means it is Aurora Thranadar. <clears throat> Solid name. It's a pretty good name. Strong name. Um, so, uh, Dagger, and it will be much easier to remember his name if I uh, change his token to say that. Dagger and display name uh, always for everyone. There you go. Good call. Um, do we have a Barvik token too? Oh, we do. Nice, we did. We do. Yeah, I have a Barvik uh, because you guys rescued him. That's Balanos. Did I put him in Sons of Iron? Is there a search? Mm. Barvik. <gasps> He's a son of iron, isn't he? Oh my god, I should it was be a, using that more often. It was insurance fraud. He's got that old faded it. tattoo, and he's like... Wait. Not, not, didn't tell you everything, fellas. Oh, dang. <clears throat> I used to be a son of iron. I can click him to open him up. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. Going machine gun or something. Barvik's here too. Barvik, uh, Barvik explains. Says my associate here has need of my associate here has need of a a forge worthy of his uh, worthy of his undertaking. And uh, and says, he's a friend of mine. He's done right by me and my family. He We're says, partners, actually, which is more than friends. Ah, uh, that's right. He says, he says, partners and a friend. He's done right by me and my family. And Dagger chews on his lips. 
How much older is Dagger than all of us? Because age matters too. I would say Dagger. Uh, Dagger rivals Baron in age. Um, okay. I'm a whippersnapper compared to him then. Yeah, and plus a you know plus a half a head more. Hmm. Uh, so you know. How's the beard Baron, game? Baron's elder, but not you know, but not by like even a full generation or anything. Mm-hmm. He's like a senior when, uh, when, yeah. when, <laughs> when yeah, Baron was, you asked was 92 when game. I started out. That's right. How's his yeah. beard game? Here, I, let me actually get there. the correct. I, I posted it. You oh, no. posted the correct picture for him? Thank yeah. you. That's yeah. that's what Dagger actually is. I got to awesome. figure out how to his, switch his. His belt buckle game. There we go. On point. He made that himself. Oh, wow. I like it. It's like if someone had a breastplate for like a fairy and then someone else just used that as a belt button. That's what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly right. I, I He's got a bald head. Said, That's just nice metal. Can't let it go to waste. But an exquisite mustache. That's... Nothing bald head. Like bald headed and a beard. It's yeah, bald headed and naked above the belt. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Except for the goggles that he wears over his forehead, which are caked as uh, caked black with soot. You're not sure the last time he's actually pulled them down over his eyes. Uh, as uh, from the forge, his his uh, body and clothing is similarly stained by surely many late nights, uh, late nights at the forge, and not much care to uh, and not much care to clean it off. Um, and uh, thick. And thick. He's got a rectangular body. Shoulders straight down to the knees. Just one big <laughs> bulk of mass. <laughs> a shaped like a turtle. You know, the he ass is. is proper for a blacksmith. <laughs> a lot of stock. He says, And you're arriving at night? Does that mean you're seeking to get started right now? Mock, says, uh, looks at him. Or do we have a night's rest to, to discuss? Mock looks at him with intention and he says, uh, I'll not be resting this night. He looks to Mock. He looks to Barvik. <clears throat> and he starts chewing on his beard. He starts chomping his teeth and pulling more and more of his beard into his mouth. Chomping <laughs> on a big lock of his beard. Um, he looks to Grumbar. He's playing his music. He's tapping his foot. Just a little. Belva, Rob, Massimo. Baron. I think I already said Baron. He looks at Baron again. Baron's, you know, stands out. He looks back to uh, looks back to Barvik and he says, "I owe you a favor." He says, "Not so sure it extends to this whole crowd, a veritable party you brought in here." Well, just we're the we're the welcome crew. It's mostly my cousin here who needs the space. Although we may be nearby in case he needs extra assistance. Mock plays his hand a bit. 
hearing that. And he says, Master Dagger, honoring him with a title. He says, Does he have the clan craftsman symbols anywhere on his person? Since we're on that mark? It's always apparent. Like, he, he wears it openly ever since they left. No, no, Dagger. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dagger. No, so he notably does that. not wear any clan uh, association at all. Yeah, it's the like one thing missing. I, w I should say it's the one yeah. thing kind of missing from that uh, that reverent kind of forge is a lack of uh, sort of affiliation with uh, you know with the dwarven uh, hold or family. And that's very apparent, like from the get go. You know, notwithstanding his comments too about like loving the dwarves, not liking any particular dwarf. But Mock's not really playing to his sentiment or, you know, love of clan, and he's just... He says, uh... He honors him for his skill, and he says, Let me show you what I intend to create. He says, Perhaps being a part of this will in some way be its own reward. And there's a little bit of arrogance in that. But Mock has a great deal of confidence as well. And he pulls out Durgeddon's journal, which, to any dwarf worth his salt, will know who Durgeddon is and where he comes from. And especially in these times when tales of Kundrakar, you know, are, are ringing off the mountains and echoing through the mines, it would be highly unlikely that Dagger didn't appreciate the presence of that relic. And as Mach opens it up on the table and starts slowly... So, so he, just to clarify for me, he like puts it down and it is evident what it is from the from the title. Yeah, it should be just from so, like the leather-bound front. And Mach slowly he, starts flipping through it. He like, sits down. Okay, Dagger yeah. he grabs a chair, his eyes just kind of like locked on it. He pulls it up to where Mach's got this on a, on a nearby table and he just sits down, quiet. Still chewing that hair. And so Mox starts flipping through the journal, intentionally flipping too quickly for Dagger to read any of Durgeddon's priceless notes, which Mock has, uh, has poured over these past months until he comes to the back half, which we know that Durgeddon's journal was largely blank, a gift that was given to him uh, by, by a friend that was begrudgingly used at first and only until later did it start to capture more and more of Dragon's work? So the last half that was blank, Mach began to fill with his own work. And as Mach kind of flips through those those early pages, and he arrives at the end, he flips one more page, and there is the drawings, the blueprints, and just you know an enormous kind of scrawling of notes on how to make an an incredible crown. And the crown in its design is is spectacular. It is it's beautiful in its artwork. The 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 layout, the taste, the balance uh, is it, it, that of an artisan. This is not some in of itself. It's beautiful. But then you look one layer deeper at some of the notes on the quality of the ingredients, like the materials that it's calling for. And it's jaw-dropping in terms of its grocery list. And then you look one level layer deeper at the notes kind of around the edges on how these materials are intended on being deployed. 
And there's there's simply no precedent that Dagger's ever seen anything as ambitious as this. There are things there that shouldn't at all be done because in fact, no one's ever done them and Mach only learned them from Durgeddon's own techniques. First words out of his mouth as he just, he just been sitting as Mach kind of turned through. Grumbar's gentle music perfectly setting the mood for Mach to silently explore these plans. Mm. Crunches down hard on his lock of beard hair. More than a mere bauble you're aspiring to. He nods his head and he says... And he gets up. I'm putting everything into this one. He says, I'll not ask how you got your hands on that book. But... And he looks back and he just stares at the book. He says, I'll permit ye to use the forge, provided I get to watch you work it. He says, I've got a really annoying cousin who's constantly chirping in my ear, chirping in my ear about sharing knowledge. This is a good place to start. Baron's pleased that the annoying cousin was not him. <laughs> I had the same thought. I had the same thought. I was like, I wonder who he's going to describe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, day of the week, right? He says, As for the rest of ye, and he looks around and he says, it's fortuitous that you've come. Says, town's been in trouble a bit last few weeks here. Drumming stops. Not enough ale? Short-handed on raising a bar? Or something more nefarious? A beast. A beast that enters our town at night, eats our crops, steals our stuff goods and <laughs> services goods use the services and doesn't pay the shoe shine boy has More. been booked up all week more dipper <laughs> I, I didn't realize mark got here ahead of us <laughs>, <laughs> aurora laughs for the first time making a noise since entering here Always, Aurora always exhibits a bit of nervousness when Mock is in his element. When Mock is like, when he's going to talk to someone about like forge work, there's a, there's a, it's, it's like a 50% reverence, 50% like, like she doesn't know how Mock is so good at talking about this and doesn't want to screw it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's like, oh God, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and uh, Barvik lets out a hearty guffaw as well. Oh, wait. Aurora's not here. Yeah, you should yeah, 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 yeah. So Barvik let out the laugh. And I he is not nervous you. about laughing, but he laughs. <clears throat> Thank you. Forgot about Aurora. Um. It's this beast. Been stealing stuff. Eating our food. 
this town guard, such as it is, doesn't have the, uh, we don't have the, we don't have the, the people, we don't have the numbers to take it down. It says, we're a small hamlet out here. Mostly survive on, uh, mostly survive on import and what we can grow out of the ground. If you could, and he, uh, he points to, uh, Mock's book. He says, that's gonna take a while. We'll be here for a few days at least, I'm sure. Perhaps a lot longer. This is, so. You'd be doing me a favor. You'd be doing me a favor if you kept your ear out and uh, hunt down the damn thing. Put a sword through its heart. Baron thinks about their current party composition and is trying to think of who is best in the party about knowledge about beasts. Would it be Belva? Mm. Grumbar? Mossimo? Rob? Who's our current mm. beast aficionado? Well, let's see. <laughs> Belva is... Scrimcorn is but a speaking stone away. Specifically a hunter. That is true. Mm. But you do risk him making the same Grumburn that Grumbar did. That's true. <laughs> Doubling down would be horrific. In fact, when Baron oh, no reach, <laughs> when Baron reaches out, uh, I'm going to assume Baron would at some point via the speed. I mean, uh, he would probably let those present make their offerings first, just because out of convenience. I just mean later. But then, uh, you know, tomorrow morning, you know, he doesn't know what time it is on the East Coast. I'm not even sure if it's a, they're aware of time zones. <laughs> it's, it's just a quick. It's just a quick flash forward that. Next time Baron does ask, see if Scrim's around for any consult. Gets told Scrim disappeared into the mountains shortly after oh. you all left uh, Revel's Lift. I mean, you knew that because you guys have been in constant communication, but they say Scrim's still not back. That surprises you. Maybe you hadn't gotten an update in a couple days. Hmm. No, with nothing but his twig and berries. Belva says... Twig and good berries. I'm, I'm a good tracker. But I don't know shit about animals. Well, they leave tracks. We can find it. That'll be a good first step. Hmm. I could tell sneak me, around and, get, and I could steal tell things. Tell me more. <laughs> well, if it's been stealing things, it may have things to steal. Well, well uh, we could probably find where it's at. There's a if couple any... different ways I could see you approaching this. You could wait around. It seems to come at night only. Probably a nocturnal beast, foul thing. Says, says, could come at night. You could lay a trap, follow it back to its lair, catch it, uh, catch it unawares, or perhaps track it down during the daytime, catch it while it's sleeping. Hmm. All of these and more options available to you. Just some ideas to seed the pot. For the low, low price of listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea about what time of night it comes? Before the dawn, just after dusk, somewhere in the middle. Well, closer to dawn than dusk, it would seem. Hmm. Well, perhaps we haven't missed him yet. Could be. Uh, Mark, you can get to work. We'll go stake him out. See what we can see. No right. time like the present. I got much work to do here. And then he looks around the room and he says, "But it's likely that I'll need help from each of one of you." before this task is complete. 
oh, well, you can spend the night devising what we're going to do, and we'll go sit around looking for critters to fight. Indeed. Beats standing around. Thank you all. And so Mock does, and so everyone else does. It's Mock and Barvik and Dagger. I'm going to make Barvik's name also appear constantly so that we can see. As uh, Mock, Barvik, and Dagger certainly stay back at the blacksmith's, uh, blacksmith's Forge workshop. Uh, while the rest of you uh, can easily find accommodations for the night, unless you're going to trek it back out to uh, Snowbane's Gift and sleep there, up to you. It's or the night. a third thing. Baron, Baron was planning on sleeping on the balloon. Ah, simple enough. And uh, what are you going to do about this beast, if anything? Or we could do Mox's thing first. We've got to rest for the night. I, I like going to the beast, switching you know, some cadence a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's true. We just did Blacksmith. Grumbar uh, brings up that we are pretty tapped. Well, I think... Oh, it's been days. We had a nice rest since okay. Mithril Hall. Like it's been, I think, I think we had definitely a couple long rests since then. Sorry, should have uh, should have indicated last session that, yeah, you had a long rest uh, going into okay. order of the Green Flame. I actually even clicked the button without even thinking about it. And I went, oh, wait. So I just wanted to confirm because I think you had mentioned it. This is a multiple days away from Silver. Oh, yeah. We didn't hammer. actually mention how okay. far. You know, it was a it was a, a couple days tops flight to uh, between Silvery Moon and Mithril Hall. Those things are real close. Um, yeah. Although you had to approach, we didn't go over, but you had to get to Settlestone right. without it, um, without yeah. catching notice of it. No problem. But we're, but we're, okay. I bring that up because it did occur to me that this could be the Thunderbore, but it sounds like we are too far away for that to be the likely uh, Thunderbore thing. Um, I could potentially switch around Probably some of my spells, but I can magic. I can figure those out. Um, one quick thing with um, uh, Foundry. Uh, I forget how to refresh um, to grab the D20 character and overwrite what I've got in the uh, thing. You can get that well, that... I know that it can screw over stuff. That does not work right now. Stuff. Okay, then. Uh, um, the, the author of that add-on is, is uh, rolling out a... Uh, an overhaul of the way it works to uh, fix a bunch of the problems. Then I'll use my spell list that's on the character sheet yeah. and just the uh, current uses from Foundry. Cool. Yeah. Um, you then is, yeah as long it, as we're yeah. rested, then I have no objections to doing the beast thing. Uh, Grumbar has no objections to doing the beast thing tonight and going for it. Tracking it. It's staking it out. Uh, let's get some spells. I like the idea of doing that. What spells would Baron have had prepared coming into this place? So who's uh, who's going to lead the uh, discussion about this beast? Uh, Baron looks to Belva as the best tracker. Um, uh, well, we don't we don't have any information about what kind of creature it is, right? Oh, something that burrows. Burrows. Most people haven't caught inside of it. They say it could come out of the ground. Well, then let's go find one of its burrows. One of its... The site of an attack. Yes. Maybe. 
What brings it out? Mock says as he continues to muse over the journal. It doesn't seem to attack people. Mostly eats the crops and steals anything not bolted down. So, like so we'll leave out some things. Odd bait. Says the farms get hit the worst. It doesn't attack every night. Well, I'd say we start there then, at the very least. Perhaps a mixture of honey and mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Belva gives him an eye and leaves. Smart, that's why. On that note. <laughs> uh, Kaylin, would you mind uh, trying turning off your camera and turn it back on? See if it'll fix it. We haven't seen oh. it move in a long time. I'm just very good at... I mean, we get a still picture, which is kind of good enough. It's, some, some it's angles. better than nothing. Like, it's still better than the cat. where Kaelin is. Hey, there we go. No, but it really helps to be able to see. I know you're doing nope. that on purpose now. I'm actually just, I'm just moving. That was impressive. That was pretty good. <laughs> you had me doubting for just a second. But the Even camera, better. like, <laughs> its exposure was that's adjusting. Exactly the right and I'm amount. like, well, that means the video's working. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Curse yeah, we you, might, camera! We might not be able to skulk around looking for tracks at night and skulking around farms at night in a tiny hamlet might get us uh, more enemies than friends in a town like this. You know, that is okay. very possible. Mm. I would... But, um, uh, go for it. I don't know. Maybe it's not the worst thing? Come uh, um, we could try staking it out, but I think if we look around for tracks, we won't make friends in the middle of the night. As you're discussing this, standing in the uh, dirt street of the uh, of the hamlet of whatever I called it, uh, Ellerthond, a man wearing uh, some leather armor and uh, a sword in a sheath on his belt comes walking towards you not 100% stable on his feet uh, who's there what's up looking amongst what's all this what are you doing here Baron steps forward and says who goes there Ellen well met I am Baron pauses for a moment thinking are we using our fake names or our real names Hey, we all look around, uh, he says, a little slow. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're just coming to town to visit Dagger on a business thing. We heard you are in some trouble of a, a beast that's been attacking the town. We thought we might aid you. You know Dagger? I Aye. didn't think he had any friends. Well, business associates, I suppose. Well, that makes more sense. Wait, the beast! <laughs> Am I talking to a human? What does this guy look like? Oh, sorry. Yeah. This guy is, uh, he's got, uh, matted. He's a human. He looks like a human. He's got shortish, just a little too long, matted hair. Like, too, like, it's in his eyes and it looks messy. And he's got, uh, a messy, like, like, day and a half growths of a beard. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, his armor, uh, his armor looks very well cared for, and his sheath, uh, not so much. Sweet. Mm. And, uh, um, 
and he has uh he has like bronze skin and very tiny eyes Baron says, hey, we're going to be in town uh, on a collaboration for a few days. And he said, since we were not all needed for the main project and we happen to be around, you guys, y- your lot was suffering from uh, strange attacks by a creature in the night. Yeah, we're all out of petty cash for the season. Uh, so, uh, 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 I, uh, I just, you know... This man is drunk, isn't he? This man <laughs> smells drunk. A little. Uh, um, looking at him, does he look like a guard or just a dude? Well... Insight check! Roll an insight check, <laughs> Baron. <laughs> Perfect. I get to roll a die. Uh, right. Let's go. Skills. Insight. Money. Nineteen, because Baron's an insightful fellow. It's not obvious at first. I mean, obviously, it's not obvious at first, which is why you're rolling an insight check. This man does appear to be a town guard. Hmm. Betty Cash, I'm not sure I follow. You mean for the reward? Has there been a reward posted for the critter? Uh, no, I, I just, uh, there's, uh, no re- reward, uh, uh, it's just, uh, you said you'd, uh, f- are you, are you asking for a job or are you offering to help? Well, I mean, payment is always appreciated because, you know, fair work always deserves its proper reward. But uh, mainly we're looking to see about this beast issue because, you know, we're going to be here for a bit and wouldn't want to be bothered by it. <laughs> well, a tug on my cock is always appreciated, but we don't always get what we want. Aye, but we do pay for it when the time is appropriate. <laughs> <Where's all them>? <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Burn, I don't think this town is going to provide a reward of much impact on our um, financial situation. Oh, right. I was just referencing, you know, I mean, Ted's an ass in many respects, but he's right about one thing. We can hey, put your name. We can put your name on the rock. The I don't rock. Know what means, but the I rock. There's a rock over by the bench, and we carve people's names in it that do good things. We call it the good rock. The good rock. Is that the rock with the dick that I saw carved into it as well, or is that a different rock? (laughs) That's the same rock. Through his his turtle smile. That's sad. If we get our names on a rock, it's just going to endanger these people. I don't think we need any public recognition. I mean, if if you're hard up for funds, we were probably going to look for the beast anyway. But appreciation is always appreciated. <laughs> uh, I'll appreciate you if you kill the beast. I. So what can you tell me about it? 
So don't go stealing from any shops or anything as he turns away and starts walking away. And he looks back and he says, what did you say? <laughs> Where was the most recent beast attack? Oh, uh, most recent. Uh, probably out at the Hawkland farm. Baron immediately remembers the Hawklands from Oakhurst. It is like <laughs> they get around. Uh, uh, well, if you point me in the direction, I'll go have a look. See, uh, it's uh, the west, or is it the west? No, it, I think it's the west. Baron west. Looks around and points to the west. That way is west. <laughs> yeah, n- not that way. That the other way. way. <laughs> if you're pointing my direction, I know it's that way. Ass. I know it's Stand that way. Ass. Call it whatever you like. <laughs> Samuel West lives out that way. Right, that would be very confusing if he's a notable public figure, or just you know, he's an asshole. He's a public asshole. That's notable though. Springs to the imagination. You think, I West, I that fellow over there. That's where West is. You hear the doors open on what must it's be a nice tavern thing. based on the music coming out of it as the doors open. As a man stumbles out, puts one hand on the wall and starts peeing on the side of the building. This town guard before you grabs the hilt of his sword and starts half jogging, half stumbling towards me. You can't do that! Here, get back inside of the... Fades away into the dark. Baron is incredibly curious by this name of the Hawklands and begins stumbling off into the darkness blindly towards where the man pointed. <laughs> Baron. Not that blindly, because, you know, dark vision. just shake, shaking her head at this entire exchange. Let's get some rest, so we're not knocking on doors of farmers. I rest! Into the tavern we go! Is that name supposed to mean something, Hawkland? Oh, I was a family! We helped! Oh, my. I'm going to go investigate in the tavern. You know, I think that seems like something Aurora would say to do. Oh, yeah, you know, the stories you always go to the tavern first. To we'll go to the tavern. tavern That's where you go to ask the people the questions. That you you know, know this. You've been doing the mercenary adventure of life probably longer than I have. Oh, beating down year, the hole in the middle of the night. Visiting a tavern is a great way to get to know a new town. Oh, God, Massimo, I f- forgot you were here. <laughs> Don't know how, <laughs> but I did. That was great, man. I've beautiful. learned to be very sneaky from hanging out with Rob. <laughs> oh, how you can how to talk faster, too. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> Baron did want to buy some of those healing potions off Rob, but... Because he had checked them, and they were they were good quality. Uh, well, I can't remember what we did with the cart. I don't think they would have gotten rid of it, so I think they would have somehow decided to have kept the cart. 
or whatever goods they could. It could be locked up in public storage back at Silverman, though. <laughs> you stashed it. Equivalent of a train station in, locker? In yeah. a bush. I think they would have, I mean, I don't think, he definitely didn't bring them uh, to the dungeon, but they might have a stash uh, on the uh, the gift. So mm, okay. I think, uh, you know, yeah, maybe if you uh, if you want to buy some, I don't really partake of them myself, but maybe get the ones that are the most glowy. Maybe I don't know if that's an indicator of uh, effectiveness. Oh, I, can, I can I can tell which ones are good or not. Uh, well, maybe you could uh, help me appraise them. <laughs> sure, you've been more than aid to us. All right, uh, sounds like a deal. All right, Great. looking for a button here. One second. Let's go have an ale with the townsfolk. Yeah. I think they're mostly townsfolk. human. Any more dwarves? It's been a while since I had a beard with a gnome. Uh, here you go. <laughs> Boom. I put you in here, Mock, because yeah. I think there's certain things you can't really do if you don't have a, a person. Yeah, all good, man. Thank so you. So you're like out there. All right. There's a lot hidden in this beer, in this bar. Oh yeah, what can you see? Ooh. I can see the Ooh, main the room and some stairs, and then beyond the stairs, I can see like some beds that are uncovered on the top of it. But then there's a big trapezoid of darkness. I need yeah, to. Oh, yeah, a lot of darkness here. Yeah, the well, shadows are. Then, it might be weird. A little and if you have overdone. yourself selected, even the posts have. <laughs> yeah. Look, this, I, this was one of my. This was one of my experiment. Uh, this was one of my experiment scenes to see what was, you know, useful and what's not useful about doing the stuff. Are you guys seeing the vision like cut off? Yeah, it's good. It looks like it's 3D. Like here, hang on, I'll go select me. I'll go. I don't snipping tool. Yeah, snip it for me because I don't think I'm seeing what you're seeing. Like it looks like vertical black monoliths coming out of the 2D plane of the of the map. Well, for mock, oh, well, I can't select you. I posted what it looks like in players only for Brub. Thank you. Okay, you guys are seeing the odd cutoff thing. Okay, well, what I'm going to do here is this scene doesn't need uh, vision and illumination at all. Ta-da! Beautiful. Wow. So. Oh, nice, nice tavern and inn. Alright. The group enters the tavern, which has a name. It's a bed it's... upstairs for definitely more than two people. I have a... That is a three that's a three person bed right there. So three <laughs> person. It's Theobald's bed. Hall. Minimum. Even more. <laughs> if they were gnomes. Uh Theobald's, Theobald's Hall. Hall. That's the name of the bar? The Typical Tavern. It's that is ironic. the name of the bar. Theobald's Hole. So is someone uh, named Theobald here? Yes. Uh, currently, there is only... Uh, it's quite late. Um, most patrons have gone home, but there's a couple sitting at the tables there. The Theobald... Course. is behind the... Uh, is behind the bar. Theobald Dudley... A human. Um, 
He says, Oh, hey. Well, what brings you strangers to my tavern today? Uh, the bathroom and information about the beast. Baron looks around, pointing, because I have to pee, so we're going to make it thematic. <laughs> ah. Oh. Says, there's a piss rock right outside. Is that where they put <laughs> oh the my names God, of the heroes? The <laughs> names of the heroes. <laughs> it's not the good rock. Quality improv right there. Don't mistake. Same it. rock. Same rock. It's definitely the same rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Baron is off using the facilities, but I feel like he's the the, the, the talker here. Let's go let's go over unless you guys have some you guys want to talk to him. We're I mean, allowed to talk I mean, when Baron is around. Go. He we says, can talk. Well what can I do? What can, uh, what, what, what can I do for you all? I forgot what voice I started with. <laughs> I think you ended on Irish on <laughs> an Irish kind of guy. Well what uh, what brings you all in here today? <laughs> you have such a wide range on Irish <laughs> I'm not trying to do Irish. I don't try to do real accents. Grumbar says, What can you tell us about this beast? Strange creatures lurking at night, eating the crops and stealing the children. Wait, what? Did it actually steal some children? Uh, you think Dagger would have mentioned child She leans eating? in close and he says, no official reports of children being snatched, of course, but those of us that know, we know. We know what's going on. Bubba's eyes narrow. Bear returns and uh, says, so what have we learned? It might also be stealing children and then Crumbar waits. Keep your voice down. Unofficial. Well, maybe if I had something to drink. That seems like a thing a person would know. Usually parents are aware of whether or not they're missing children. Oh, yeah. That's what they would want you to think. But that's why that's what the guard is suppressing. They get to the parents first, and they threaten them. Who gets to him? The guard. The fellow, he doesn't, well, I don't know. He doesn't seem like the suppressing kind. I'm telling suppressing you. suppressing is in sobriety. It's him in the deep state. <laughs> it's, what now? It's just, you know, you know. Like. Drow or something? Or what are you referencing? <laughs> Belva <laughs> steps up to the bar stool and then kind of leans over the the bar and says, "I'm thirsty. Could you could you do something about that?" And she kind of gestures to the keg behind him. Aye, a pint of your local blue brew while you fill us in more about this deep state situation. He pours the mugs full the of the second, local brew. Slides the second his back is turned, she looks at she looks at Baron. She just gives him this like, no, <laughs> not good. this guy's crazy. Kind of, she does like a whole lot of gesturing with without speaking. That Baron kind of says, oh, it's crazy man, crazy. 
<laughs> he points at you and says, "You." I can't see your face. Oh, you no. see. Right. Okay, now. Ben points and he goes, "Oh yes, okay." I'm like, "You, you, you, you seem to know what's up." <laughs> he provides you each with a tall mug of their uh, finest and only local brew. He says, "Now, uh, what were we talking about?" Uh, Belva looks looks at him really closely and says, "So, who told you about the deep state?" Oh, no one told me about it. I just keep my eyes open. And now she'll do an insight check. <laughs> Everyone else got to do one. Probably not great. Crisp. Oh! Oh, nice. oh my god. Oh, tell me your secrets. A tell me all on a your plus secrets. Two skill. Fuck wow. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anyone was going to have insight into a small town bartender, I'd kind of put my money on Belva. Like, she seems like she lives that life. Hey, where do we meet Belva? In a bar. What In was a she bar. doing? Uh, Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Belva, Belva sees a man spouting what sounds like bullshit. Belva sees a man that might be crazy. But Belva looks into this man. And she sees him. And she sees that his true affliction is trust. He sits here and he runs this bar. And he has patrons sitting here drinking drink after drink after drink after drink and he believes every word out of every one of their mouths (laughs) he just desperately wants to trust and believe people and you've come in and started asking about things and here he is talking to you like he's confiding in you a, a very important deep truth he trusts you with this secret Oh man, she's she kinda nods her head as he's talking and she's looking at Rob. And she's looking back at this guy and all she can all she can think about, like the little little thought bubble in her head is like she could pull such a grift on this guy. It'd be the most amazing she, he would give her like probably this place in a week. Yeah, like she's just got like all these images and then her eyes like slide over to Bear and she's like, No way is that guy gonna let me get <laughs> Okay, even one, <laughs> one measly stolen gem or something out of this. So she just kind of deflates a little bit and drinks, drinks her whatever it is, whatever it is this place light serves. <laughs> this light fucking beer that humans make. Seeing Velva <laughs> uh, assess this guy and maybe a little bit of her facial reaction, she realizes the truth of the of this town's deep state the <laughs> deep disappointment on her face is only able to mutter oh, I suppose knowledge belongs to everyone and then goes back to drinking his and, beer as he and whatever that guy he thinks turns away from the bartender we, we all kind of awkwardly <laughs> turn sideways <laughs> to talk amongst ourselves I need some group help were the hop- hawklings some, some grip. Uh, were the hawklings halflings or gnomes? Halflings. 
They were halflings. Okay. Mm. We've not had any notable gnomes this season, have we? There are a whole portion of Rebel's Lift that is gnomish. If That's I right. Yes, you're right. We brought in gnomes mm. there, but we haven't done a Otherwise, lot of And who was the Dark fellow Dark that, that Drustin betted in Silvery Moon? Was that a gnome? Or was that a dwarf? Gary. Gary. Gary is definitely. Gary I think. I think he was a gnome. No, I think what he was. Erky Timbers. Erky Timbers was, was also a gnome. I think. Oh yeah. Erky died a horrific death. Sure. But yeah. he died a horrific hero's death. He did. <laughs> a Timbers heroific. Is a Didn't he just? I think is what you meant. Of, the book of the Fire Lords. Yes. The Tome Secrets did. of the Fire Lords. What was the yeah. name of the guy the book that and died? died. Collateral damage rather than a hero. Uh, Gary O'Fern. Gary O'Fern. Oh yeah, Fern. I believe we said we that Erky Timbers we would remember and tell his story as a, uh, as an adventurer dying in a, an, a, yeah. an event of misadventure. I I agree with that. Yes. Rovain is so, particularly scarred by his death because right. he saved him a bunch of times. Yeah. Pretty horrific. <laughs> so um, burned alive. Yeah. Hmm. This, one sec, I've got a picture for you. Very important picture. There, it's in chat. This halfling. That halfling. Is this halfling. halfling. With beautiful, short, blonde hair that blend perfectly into blonde sideburns that come just down under the chin. Wearing some silver jewelry and some fine clothing. You really like to let the toes breathe. Toes <laughs> breathing on the chair. No, 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 no. He's, he's got him on the ground. Uh, hear his voice. Theobald. Let's get around for my new friends. And he says, new friends, gather around. Baron. Baron looked around and was like, is he, is he talking to us? Of course I'm he's talking, talking to about. you. We're the, We're the, the most, most interesting people. How many people are in this here. bar? Um, uh, just this guy and one patron just got up to leave. <laughs> this guy and oh, some other person. That's what I was saying. It's late. Like Most people have gone home. People are been waiting for this half like to leave. A beer from a fellow calling me a friend. Hail and well met. Hail. Name's Peter Hawklin. Well, how about that? I, I happen <laughs> to know some Hawklins once upon a day. The name's Baron Baldurk. Baron Baldurk? Baron Baldurk. Do you? Kin and Oakhurst, perhaps? Do you know Bearjaw? I do indeed. Bearjaw Strong! Aye, Bearjaw Strong! <laughs> <laughs> yes. My cousins, my cousins are from Oakhurst. <laughs> well, small world, isn't it? We've got some Bearjongs. We, we, we have some Bearjaw Strong plows down at the farm. 
Something from Hopers! <laughs> Mighty fine tools! <laughs> they had started a line of tools! <laughs> tools, weapons, the works! Oh man, if Mock was here, he'd be getting her royalties so quickly. So good. Well, butter my biscuit, slap my mule, shine my buckles. I did not think that I would ever get to meet somebody that actually knew Bearjaw. We'll do better than all those chores. We're going to get that beast that's terrorizing your farm. Yes, that's why I called you over here. This sounds like we have business to discuss. You want you to kill the beast, and the beast is eating my shit. <laughs> we were going to knock on your door in the wee hours of the morning. I'm glad you Hoping didn't. You had some idea. <laughs> Strangers that wake my kids in the middle of the night are liable to get a short sword through their belly. <laughs> you know, I've had kids before, and I, I agree with that sentiment. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he just reaches out for a fist bump and says, Because <laughs> I... <laughs> How old are you, lot? Says, oh, just one and two. Oh, we and still. Oh, just little ones running around the farm. Halfling babies run around at one now, apparently. Oh, goodness. Whoa. I guess two hours take a bit longer. I guess human babies walk around at one, it, too. It must be very small. Or they walk at two. I've forgotten. Um... <clears throat> One. says, well, he holds up his hand, and you see his pinky finger above the last knuckle is missing. And Baron, obviously, at a glance, can tell, looks recent. Maybe just a couple weeks old. He says, had to run in with the beast myself. Bit off my wee pinky. Well, what you must is have it? seen it right close. <laughs> wee pinky. What is that? I saw it right close, but it was the middle of the night. Came up out of the ground, I swear it to you. Hey, uh, came up, tried to eat our carrots. Thought they were going to get old Brambit and Hupley. So I had to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Brambit and Hupley now? Those are my kids' names. <laughs> oh, you're winning. Traditional halfling names. Brambit very, and very normal halfling names, but very Regional funny for humans names. to say out loud. <laughs> Please this don't make beast, fun of my children's names. This beast must have been very ginger and precise to take the smallest part of the smallest finger of such a diminutive man. I tried to shoo it away. I tried to snatch a carrot out of its mouth and it snapped shut right on what me. What did it look like? What it, what it looked like? God. Oh my god, big the children's a, names! It was a big worm! It was like a big worm, it came out of the ground! It tried to a grab worm. me! A worm! I call him okay. Graboids! Right. Graboids! Alright. Just my name for them. Um, well, Belva tries to think of. Boys. Tries to think through her very small bestiary knowledge if she's ever heard of a worm monster that has a penchant for farm Ooh. crops. Baron thinks of subterranean beasts that he's encountered over the years at Mithril Hall. If there, 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 there are certain would tunneling be, denizens. Would that be a nature check? DM? Uh, yeah, go and uh, give me a nature check from both of you. Woo! Right. Ooh. Okay. Uh, That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Oh, wow, oh. both of you. Yeah, but I have no bonus, so, you know. 
Hey, but like two heads though, right? You know, two heads. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the no, no, mm. no. It can't be. That's a frozen, frozen a couple tundra of critters. dwelling creature. A couple of critters come to mind that you've heard of in your uh, your travels or met people that have uh, uh, faced. A strange sort of uh, subterranean worm that sometimes finds its way up to uh, the surface for reasons that you are unsure of. And uh, you have had stories of during their time on the surface uh, causing problems for uh, local farmers and traders as they are uh, liable to burst out of the ground, snatching food Hmm. and things and pulling them away. And halfling pinkies. Halfling no, no. pinkies. You'd have to get like. What did you say it was? Just... What did I say it was? Several items. You said there were several creatures. Oh, several. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just saying a couple a of different creatures, but there's something like that. Like could be definitely a worm. A worm of some kind. <clears throat> you've heard of you've heard of such a creature that 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 matches this. <clears throat> you think? When's the last time it attacked, Master Hawkland? Tactar, Tactar Farm three nights ago. Mm. Due for another, I would guess. Must be hungry again. It's not the reason I'm here at the tavern tonight, but it's not not the reason. So what, what is the reason you're at the tavern tonight? Ale? It's good ale. It's de- well, it's decent ale. I just said I'm ashamed about not being able to protect my farm and I'm coming out here to drink to forget my worries. Oh, well... It's just your smile is so earnest and... Well, soon you'll be able to drink at home. This like smile is an affliction. No one takes me think? seriously when I've got such a beautiful grin on my face all the time. It's a beautiful grin, though. Just, but I'm most distraught. My livelihood is being destroyed <laughs> by a beast distraught. that I cannot fight. That I, that I cannot fight. And poor the Brandon, town guard is powerless me. to help me. I'm not sure how we'll get through the next winter. Wait, it's spring. Oh, that's a long ways away. Good thing it's but you spring. Still don't know. <laughs> it's, it's it's questionable in spring. Oh, It'll be worse in winter. I'm worried about the winter right now. It's almost a year away. Baron says, "Well, let's." Uh, it's a bit late. Should we travel to your farm this evening or reconvene in the morning and see what we can do about it? Well, it doesn't attack in the morning. Well, I suppose we should head over now then. That would be my Wait, preference. Are you saying your children were out at night? Well, I suppose his children are always there. It's where they sleep. It's our home. Oh. No, it I just... the floorboards? <laughs> yeah, does it come into your house? Not yet, but it does in my dreams. Okay, well, that's not really relevant. I have very really prescient relevant. dreams. That's... <laughs> Wait. Do you now? Well, that's a separate problem we'll work on afterward. It's not a problem. It's a great asset. Mean. Did your dreams say that we would solve your problem and that's why you called us? I'll be honest, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly that's just the worm way. eats my children. You. <laughs> the worm eats your children? Oh, oh. Well, ho- hopefully not too prescient then. Well. Not li- we want that little Brambit and Hopley to be... A worm's dinner. <laughs> or appetizer. Uh, I don't know how big When you say my kids' is. names, it makes it sound like you're making fun of them. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> Little Brambit Hupley are probably very, very adorable children. Who would make fun of 
of children. I certainly not me. She doesn't have high ca- uh, <laughs> charisma. Um, <laughs> by no one in this group does. I mean, it's, I mean, no, so Grumbar is pretty charismatic. <laughs> Uh, Baron looks to Grumbar and Bella and Rob and says, well, I think we got a lead. Let's see. To the Hawkland farm. To look That's at those me. tiny children. <laughs> yeah, I've got to see. Rob lifts his glass and he like, uh, as if the gesture, are we are we downing these right now? Uh, yeah. Uh, Grumbar raises his. Yeah. What's this guy's name? I forgot. Hawkland. But I gave him a first name. I don't remember. Did he not introduce himself? He did. He, have. he did. Andrew, Peter. I think it was Peter. It was Peter. It was Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter Hawkland. Peter Hawkland. Isaiah Hawkland. Ezekiel. How about Rutabaga Hawkland or Hosea? Rutabaga. Hosea. I like Rutabaga. I hope Rutabaga. Rutabaga is a good a good tuber. It's a good Rutabaga um, is a character. Rutabaga. It's not the tuber. Tumbleleaf. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Great I'm show. not aware um, of that. Great, great show. show. Great show for toddlers. For, uh, <laughs> but a great, great show. show. Period. It, well, it's a great show. Period. That too. But uh, tumbling. <sighs> better than Daniel Tiger. And as we Peter Hawkland towards the farm, downs no. the entire thing, <laughs> slams it down on the table. Let's go. And then he stands up. He says, off to the farm now, I suppose. Aye. I suppose. He looks to each of you, and then he walks out of the tavern. Baron finishes his glass, stands up, looks to his comrades, and says, You up for another adventure, my friends? Ah, yes. The adventure to the farm. Hmm, we got nothing better to do. <laughs> and Baron strides after Peter. Our heroes head off to the farm. Mock. Okay. What's going on, Mock? Milk. <clears throat> Mock is. He is inspecting the, the forge room. Now that he has license. As I said before, he has a very strong understanding of, like, the balance between, like, this isn't his, but also he really needs this shit. And so he's kind of pushing the boundaries of familiarity in terms of, like, the detail with which he's going over the forge, like, the quality of the tools. He's laying out his tools as a surgeon might the night before, like, a triple bypass open heart you know, something that I know nothing about. <laughs> and, you know, in his mind, it's like, you know, you know, Bobby Fisher is thinking about the upcoming Grandmaster Showdown. And he's just trying to think several moves ahead. And he, and he, he has, a, he has a, 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 a clear vision of what the outcome will be. And, you know, like, but everything is up to chance. There's, in, in his mind, there's so many things that have never been done. And he, he, it, it's some, somewhat preparation and just kind of like keeping calm, like keeping his rhythm. But there's also uh, a great deal of anticipation 
to share what he has concocted with his companions and uh, bring it into life, bring bring this thing into reality. So uh, I'll say that there hasn't been no preparation done with members of the party preparing for this moment. Baron and Mock have, have had conversations about a few of the necessary steps. And as Mock kind of, his mind races and he kind of familiarizes himself with the space and, and, and the tools, he just reminds himself that there's really only three gates that he has to pass through. Three things that are challenging beyond anything normal that he's done before. And if those three things can go well, the rest, though challenging, right, and 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 requiring of his expertise, are things that he's done many times before. He holds a piece of devil iron in his hands, and he says, "If I can just process this devil iron, if I can get the devil iron workable, malleable, if Baron's power with Morden can hone, can 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 temper." The infernal curse upon this metal. Perhaps it could be incorporated. And he continues to like patrol the workspace and, 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 and arrange things. And his eyes kind of like alight upon the storm, uh, the storm opals. And, uh, oh shoot, it's the, the opal and the, and the, the sky opal and the storm onyx. And he's, uh, and he just like gr- grinds his teeth a bit and he's like, Essen, he's like, we've, I asked, I've asked him months ago. I, I just, I, I don't know if we'll be able to craft these, etch them. Like his ability to manipulate those stones is still rudimentary. His, and, 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 and his great concern about whether or not he'll be able to bring out the brilliance of some of these stones. And then he holds in his hand, like the weight of the mithril that he that he pulled out of the Underdark on their on their, oh, yeah. their mithril. On their mission to uh, to uh, 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 you know acquire the the the, the tentacle of the um, what was it called again the illithid the the nephilim uh, uh, neothalid neothalid thank you and he holds that in its raw form a very rare thing to have raw mithril in your hand but he sees this this chunk both as as opportunity and defeat as he looks at it like spidery it almost looked like lace uh, as it's like entrenched and kind of um, spread like veins throughout the rock that it's embedded in. It is an incredibly dirty and, and kind of tainted piece of mithril to to clean and to purify this before trying to process the mithril is key to achieving any sort of uh, workable material. And he's like, as long as he can work the, the sky stones, purify the devil iron and clean this raw mithril for processing. Those will be the hardest things. And he just contemplates in his mind what he'll need, but has this crystalline picture of the outcome of this, of this, of this gorgeous crown and what it, what it will mean and what it could mean to the Lords of Waterdeep who might stand in judgment of him in, in a few short weeks. And he's just, he's dealing with all of this as he goes. Um, And you know, the mock is a methodical person, not, not light on preparation. But uh, at the end of the day, any crafter knows that like every hammer stroke is an opportunity for success and failure, and the execution will will determine the outcome. So he 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 is he's with these many thoughts and, and, and feelings as he as he familiarizes himself with his space, 
and prepares not only to move forward with crafting, but also for the aid of his companions, who he feels will be instrumental in the uh, the outcome that he seeks. So he's preparing. He's getting everything all laid out. Is he, he is. putting is he putting hammer to to material today? This is like he he goes a hundred percent like. No, the, the, tonight is a yeah. I mean, t- tonight is no. Tonight is is one hundred percent strategy. Like for so he's many reasons, he has, he has one shot at this one, and. And as I've just spoken, there's a few things here that are particularly challenging. Um, yeah, there's know, a lot of forging things where you can easily fuck up and you've spoiled all your raw materials. And he doesn't have any replacements for these raw materials. He's no, yeah, he does not, in fact. So, But is the prep, is it prep and execution 50-50? Or is it like the, the I think it's Albert Einstein quote where it's like 59 minutes of the hour are thinking of the solution and then it's like is it going to be a tiny thing is it you can call it prep is 99 percent of it right but like preparation is 100 percent done like mock knows how to do this he has their Uh, so this is that last minute basically like if you told someone like hey go find these materials and make this thing like 90 percent of it would be finding the shit to do but he Mm -hmm. has that they're in his hands like he's even he he marvels at the fact that he's in the that he's in the the position to even do this thing. Um, but now what looms ahead of him uh, is seems like that's now 90% of what of what needs to happen. Um, These three major unresolved obstacles. The way he sees it. The way he sees it. And, you know, maybe we can do a camera pan, right? So as Mock as kind of straight kind of strides through the, the, the space inspecting tools perhaps unloading some of his own equipment from, from the gift, uh, adding his own touches and modifications to the, 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 set. the enchanted anvil. Perhaps an enchanted anvil. Oh yeah. Is he, bring, is he bringing the anvil in? He, insu- he, he, he surely is bringing the anvil in. Um, and the person helping him with that is Essen as, as remarked, one of, one of the most important and difficult, uh, you know, you know, portions of this is to work those those the 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 sky opal and the storm amethyst and that that oh, only no. has been able to happen on that specific anvil blessed by scrimcorn on the ley lines you know so many months ago Pro- properties of that anvil which which remain uh, as 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 much of an enigma as as some of the crafting techniques he's trying still have revealed enough of their enough of its power to work these uh to work these stones um so he's he's setting a lot of that up, but maybe as he does this, you know the kind of the, you, you can picture the camera panning to Durgedin's journal, which lays open on the, on that page that he shows Dagger a while ago, and what you see is a beautiful crown laid before you, as as, as many know, uh, Waterdeep is called you know City of Splendors, Crown of the North. It is a it is a city unique in all of Faerun. But anyone familiar with 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 Waterdeep knows that for a city called Crown of the North, it distinctly has no king. And the the seal, the, the, the crest, the sigil of Waterdeep 
comes to mind as soon as you see Mock's design. I have something yeah, that sigil? I can share. I have, I have a sh sigil I can share with you. I don't know. Let me place it. If you copy, if you copy yeah. the image into your clipboard yeah. in any way, yeah. you can paste it into the chat in Foundry. That's how it becomes a thing everyone can click. There you go. Tool. There you go. There's no confirmation when you do that, so be careful if you have images on your clipboard and you go to paste into Foundry. Just yeah, if you've been like copying, pasting, just hot nudes. Offline. Yeah, it will just go there with no confirmation. <laughs> Sounds like an invitation. Uh, it is. Impressed. It is both a warning and an invitation uh, in equal measure. Uh, cool. So that's the that's the Waterdeep crest specifically. This is the yeah. This is the sigil of, of Waterdeep. Um, let me co confirm that that's exactly what it's called. This is. Let's see. Yeah. The, the seal. Sorry. This is the seal of the city of Splendor. This is the seal of Waterdeep. And this crown has that moon, that crescent moon rising up for the first two spikes. And then a mountain range extending around the edge, uh, as as kind of like the other peaks of this of this beautiful crown. Uh, beautiful gems, seven of them, representing the or sorry, eight of them, the eight gems on on the seal at the peaks of each of those. And you see a variety of precious gems, some sky amethysts, some some of other gems that that Mock has has displayed, kind of representing like the the culture and the, the, the materials of the north um, are, are laid out there. But what is most distinct about this crown is the the intricate and beautiful lace work that covers up the actual hole of the crown, preventing Ooh. someone from ever placing it on their head. <gasps> this is a crown in symbol to represent that, in fact, there will never be a king in the city of Splendors. And... The, the 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 representation, the embodiment of, of that ideal and, and and the crest and the power of the north combined with these incredibly elaborate and, and rare ingredients is what Mach has devised to importune upon the magisters of Waterdeep and in some ways just prove to him, prove to them how how deeply Mock feels the sorrow of his prior actions, and beseeches kind of their their mercy to allow him back into standing. Um, to look at some of the the craft work required for this piece, we've remarked on some of it. You know, the processing of gems that you couldn't find if you spent an entire lifetime looking. You know only. The fortune of encountering Essen and the Storm Elemental has produced some of these treasures. Um, the other most remarkable piece is it seemed that Mach is attempting to create a new alloy that has likely never been attempted as he is looking to meld the pure mithril of the Underdark of Diva Mascar with their own devil iron. In, 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 in a forged metal of composition and properties unknown. If we'll recall the very first thing that struck Mach about the about Durgeddon's armor was alloys and plating that made no sense based on the metallurgy properties but the principles of metallurgy that Mach was very familiar with. Like, these metals don't combine in alloys. 
this can't be grafted and plated onto this metal. There are just simple rules of, of materials that prevent some of the things that are so prominent to a, a smith and a metaller just like Mok when you see the armor of Durgeddon. Dagger. When Mok, when Mok is like kind of doing the prep work for that and like looking at the, the alloy parts, Dagger is standing there and he points and he just says, that's going to be risky. Mock nods and he says, I have faith in my team. Mm. By this point in the night, Dagger, uh, Dagger's not some, someone that has, he's, there's been no naysaying in any of this, despite it being an incredibly ambitious thing. Like, there's no amount of, like, a, you know, like, you're crazy or, like, stop, you know? No, he doesn't do that. Like, he's pointing out, like, that's risky because it's true. He's, like, just a craftsman pointing out, like, things to consider. He says, Faith, huh? I'll get you halfway there. He says, Aye. It's gotten me halfway there these past months. He says, Yeah, you've seen a bit of my story before you. A conversation with our lads and lasses might t teach you a thing or two about the rest of what we'll need. He says, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate your workshop. Uh, and, and, and Mark, you know, goes silent again as he continues to lay things out. And that, uh, again, this, this, you know, Mark has been able to unlock enough of what Dergeddon accomplished about the alloying and combination of metals that simply aren't compatible metallurgically to attempt something like this. But his only hope kind of relies in like the the, the, the most well-prepared version of these, of these kind of disparate metals that he has. And he's thinking of how he might purify the mithril. And he has indeed worked with Baron already in possible preparations for the devil iron itself this cursed metal that they've brought from the heart of Deep Mascar, who they themselves brought it from the Nine Hells. Um, Baron has been a little touchy on the subject of the Devil Iron, as uh, it is a explicitly forbidden metal to work with. And Marcus, only <laughs> the only way he was able to sell Baron on that <laughs> was the fact that we the, the overall goal was to move that material from its current kind of cursed state to one more blessed and and compatible with the work of the dwarves. Um, Use the weapon against our enemy. <laughs> some might say. <laughs> and so Mock prepares for these, uh, the, the, what, this, this labor. And even, so, even in addition, thinks of how he might approach the various members of the party seeking their help how they might play their roles for Mock has played the part of, you know, of businessmen of kind of head craftsmen for many years. And it's as much about knowing how to use the tools you have as it is finding the right tools for the job. This is a work that hasn't ever been done before. So who's to say who the right craftsmen and the right tools are? Who's to say it's unknown, but Mock knows well, the, uh, the 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 companions in which he has put trust, and he knows their strengths, and he knows, and he thinks to himself how best to leverage them in this service, and uh, prepares for prepares for the time when it's time for 
hammer to meet iron. That's what Mock's doing tonight. Alrighty. Thank you, Eric. And I'm about to hop on over to the other team here. As I get this set up here. Oh, forgot to turn off. I always got to turn off vision and illumination. Okay. Wait, did I activate it? Did it pull you guys over? Oh, yeah. I think I did by accident, but that's fine. Oh, there's a farm. You're very quiet, oh. Kalen. You're farm. like, I can't oh, hear you. Oh, sorry. Sorry, my mic was further away. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yep. This is Can a much now, larger map than the previous one. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's a lovely it farm, though. Like the, yeah, look at the little fireflies. I like the pumpkins. He didn't, he didn't say the windmill. I like the I like the weed oh, or those the, blueberries. The map is those called. Are blueberries. The map is Grapes. called the Hawkland Farm. And it looked different oh, last yeah. time, though. Cabbages, Man, red and fun. green. Who am I missing? Ooh, do, oh, do we fair. ogle every single vegetable as we walk by? Because we just Ooh. did that <laughs> just now. Ooh. Ooh, cabbage is oh he's got pumpkins. Oh are those blackberries? No, blueberries. Ooh. Are those eggplants? The big purple ones on the northern field? I think those might be eggplants. He's he's a halfling. He's he's got that smile that makes us just, you know, everyone wants to talk to him and have a good time. He's like, him. no, I'm severely Stop depressed, guys. Asking about my farm. Where is that guy? Oh, he's in I lost the tip here. of my pinky to this thing. And we're like, cabbages, I love cabbages. He's like, I don't my Stop pinky. asking me about my cabbages. <laughs> it's very insensitive. It's very insensitive to ask me about my cabbages. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't ask me about my cabbages. <laughs> Never ask a halfling about his cabbages. <laughs> it's a cultural thing. <laughs> I'm just come here on my daughter's wedding day. <laughs> come here. Ask me about my cabbages. cabbages. Mm, cabbages. Mm, cabbages. Mm, cabbages. Mm, cabbages. Mm, this is the day of my daughter's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now you can the see that smile. Would the daughter be Grambit or Hubbly? Right. I've put the uh, the halfling who has a name. Peter Hawkland. Peter. Peter. He's I named think. Peter, but he Peter named Hawkland. his kids. I was the, the old thinking. world hobbits. Well, he was trying to give his kids a more respectful name. I mean, Peter is just like, uh, you should like wang. Trigger a, a, uh, a long rest. Dick. Oh, actually, wait. Weirdly, your hit points are null. What? There, I My hit it. points are null? They were. That's weird. Oh. I fixed it. Look at his big smiley face. Yeah, I zoomed his token it. way in. So ah, you can really see so the good. smile. So good. So good. He's so happy. Don't get distracted by the smile on my face. It's dazzling. Mm. You don't need no torches mistake. or light. We just have a smile. Just We just have Peter's uh, smile. Here's an alternative version. No, back away. Too many teeth. I think that's the creature. I think that's, <laughs> that's the creature. The creature. That, that. It can be the worm. Oh, I really now screwed it up. I can't undo it. Oh, wait. What? Now, now that I've brought you to my murder farm. What's the opposite of a hag? 
<laughs> You're the opposite for the answer. <laughs> blur it. Blur it, please. Blur. Blur. <laughs> God, okay. <it's> <laughs> you arrive at the Hawkland Farm. A big windmill attached to uh, a modest, cozy home that allows the Hawkling and his the Hawkland and his children. His Hawklings. His Hawklings. And uh have hawks. He says, He's well, uh, here it is. Where was Where? the site of the last attack? Yeah, what he As said. Baron recognized that Belva was about to say the same thing. The last no, we attack. We just spoke at the same time. <laughs> the last attack took four eggplant bushes right up here. Ooh. Eggplants are our best export. Really? Mm. The really? <laughs> loaded, loaded demand for those. Good mm. eggplants. They're good. Are the holes... eggplants, huh? Are the oh. holes where the worms came out? Are they still intact? You didn't fill them in, did you? He says, "Yeah, I filled it in. I had to plant new eggplants." And you can see that there's like you know recently, uh, recently tilled, uh, recently tilled and sowed and other words that. Farmers would know husbandry, land. husbandry words. Planted. Makes sense. You planted new ones. They are your number one export. <laughs> Makes sense. But this how guy deep gets it. Do you think the holes? Says I don't know. Came uh, straight up out. I peered in it, and it just went into blackness. Mm. Yeah. No thanks. It comes up. It snatches them. And it burrows away. Interesting. Any sounds or anything? Do we have bombs? Just sudden burst from the earth. He walks over to Baron. And he puts his hands. Baron's got armor and a lot of bulk and such. He really has to reach his hands. Grabs it onto Baron's arms. And just tries his best to like shake Baron. He says, it was like this. The earth shook? That's what I mean, yes. Oh. Well. How far away did you feel the shaking? Says, I felt the shaking. Were you right near the eggplants when they came up? I felt the shaking. About two minutes later, it came up. I came running out to see what was going on. Well, wait, this was the last attack, so... It, not the first time it had come. I knew what it was by then. I watched it from a safe uh, distance. I said goodbye Rob to my like eggplants. To... I told them sorry. Goodbye. Rob would like to investigate the area more closely in terms of uh, p- potential directions. Uh, Belva will assist in that endeavor. Helping gets what? Helping. Uh, you roll what? a second die, so just go ahead and uh, roll another one. And we'll take the better of the All two right. results. But we'll use Rob's bonus. Yeah, I'll use Rob's bonus. Ooh. Holy moly. Tasty. Nice. Delicioso. Mm. Wow. Mm. I, I see everything. I see every- You see too much. <laughs> they try to cover so, up, but he's already seen everything. He's already seen <laughs> Rob. By that time, I've seen everything. Um, too many eggplants. Uh, Kevin, you're going to need to tell us exactly how Rob is able to uh, survey the scene, discover everything that he does, including exactly 
the size of the worm, where it went, and uh, probably where it ended up. Uh, so Rob, he uh, he gets pretty close to the ground. At times he's crouching. Some at times he's on all fours. Uh, he uh, close to where the hole that was filled in, but he uh, he's looking for uh, variations uh, in the uh, the the soil, like places where the the soil might have sunken in. So you have kind of uh, what essentially looks like surface soil, but then kind of streaks of fresh soil or like a, a gradation of the soil uh, uh, over where the uh, the uh, worm might have burrowed through. So the soil still needs to get displaced as, uh, as it travels, and he is uh, paying attention to all the different... It's like, uh, as you can see here, the soil it's been disturbed, but not from the top, but from underneath. And it travels in this direction. North. Straight north. That's where Rob can tell that it comes from. It's a little deceiving. The way it comes up out of the hole, it seems to sort of shift its body direction as if to conceal uh, where it comes from. Perhaps a survival instinct. And yeah, Rob Can't is like... Rob. He, He's walking and kind of tracing it. He's following it, and it looks like he's just walking in random directions. But then he discerns exactly what you just said, that the worm is trying to trick us. Well, sounds good. Go get it then. All right, off we go. To the north. Maybe we should take some bait. Eyes the eggplants, like... They're good-looking eggplants. What a snack for the road. Good-looking eggplants. Yeah. Good I like some of those berries over there. <laughs> yeah, and the, some of the cabbages. I'll get you some food for your travels. I'll get you some food for your travels. I get the message. And he goes yeah. inside, comes back out a minute later with a basket, a proper basket of fresh fruits. Mm. He says, I'll pick this afternoon, this afternoon. Wow. Oh, Peter, mm. yeah, Jim. Good man, Peter. Says, well, you bring me back that worm's tongue, and then uh, we'll call it even. If it's got one. Do worms have tongues? I don't, I don't know. know much about worms. Actually, I know a lot about worms because I'm a farmer, and I probably deal with worms a lot. But I don't know much about giant worms. Did it? They might. Did it look like a little worm, but much bigger? Or was it just worm-shaped, and so you call it a worm for simplicity? It was what little she, worms <laughs> it's don't what have she gaping maws that bite off pinkies. I don't call it's it a worm. I call it a, a graboid. It's a turn of phrase. It's a graboid, turn of phrase. Right. On account of all the grabbing. It grabbed I my guess. pinky and my food. And it took it. And part of my fence. Hmm. Definitely grabbing I would a lot call of things. It a take, a take so what's your plan? You're waiting here. See if you can catch it here. Or are you following uh, that trail to that the Rob north. picked up? Let's, let's take it at its home. I'll sounds like reasonable course more. of action to Baron. If we can track it to where its den is, that sounds like a good option. You going now or That's are you going true. during the day? It does seem to be uh, nocturnal. Yeah, I think our two, the two main ones were. I guess we could to wait. Push it while it's attacking. What's cooking at your house, Peter? 
Well, it was going to be all that fruit <laughs> I just gave you in a basket. Yikes. <laughs> hmm. So what you're saying is... is so we'll, You got nothing? Yeah, do we want to... I think it, it seemed like us well, rushing I, I over at night... I just asked you what your plan was. Is, is you yeah, wanna... us rushing over at night seemed like we wanted to catch it in the act. If we wanted to track it during the day... Yeah. Well, now, that we know, now that we know where it sleeps... Bait it. Well, it's not asleep, I think is what he's saying. Yeah, well, yeah, we wait till the morning and then we go pounce on it. Well, it may attack tonight. Oh, yeah, you'll lose a few vegetables, but then in the morning... Well, if it's here and it's attacking, we might as well get it then. Is it here? Well, it is it be. attacking? He said we'd feel a rumbling a couple minutes before it shows up. Just wait around. Velva just kind of sits down in the Put dirt. Scarecrow's out that'll start Obviously shaking. pouting. <laughs> so the plan is to can... try to catch it tonight. Let's sit here and wait. Let's see if we can get it tonight. I mean, at least set was up that, was that a that fire or set up some let's, bombs or some kind of trap or something. See if we can catch it if it pops up here. Like with a little last soul. With Do you our, have any bombs or traps or something? With our mm. weapons and spills. <laughs> Aye. Oh, I was thinking we trap it proper. Oh, That's good, no. too. And if we, we kill it. If we trap it alive, then we have to cut out its tongue. Mayhaps <laughs> we can uh, we can lure it and feed it some poison fruit. Oh, poison. That's have good. Have you got poison? Have, poison? You? I don't have you have got poison, poison, Rob? Have you been holding out on this? I don't have any poison on me. <laughs> well, I don't have any poison. I don't have any poison. Nobody asked you, Peter. You really had us excited there, Rob. Wait, why, why doesn't Rob have poison? Why doesn't Rob have poison? Why doesn't Rob have poison? Uh, He's a second star. I'm not sure. poison in your glass, guy. I'm not I sure. I feel things I don't. I'm we not, just assume, I'm not hey, some hey, kind real, of real assassin. Quick, real quick, Rob, do you know how to make poison out of any of the ingredients here? Do you know that? Do you have that knowledge? Uh, let's see. What that... I'll actually... I, yeah, I don't even remember what my, my stats are for... He's not trained in medicine or anything like that. What about reverse medicine? Yeah, motor <laughs> oil and fertilizer. That's kind of like poison. <laughs> Reverse so your medicine. attack bonus, because that represents your ability to know how to kill things. Yeah, like I just, I just have this desire that Rob is kind of a little bit of a side poison guy because he's like, he's like an ointment guy, but also like a snake oil. I, what are your proficiencies? I kind of like that, Rob. Uh, like tools and things. But ultimately, Herbalism? it is Kevin's choice because he's playing his character. Yeah, he do, does it. The he's... opinions are are welcome. I mean, essentially, he is an he is an ex ex burglar thief who uh, has a. Uh, decided to become somewhat of a, a detective or in, you know investigator you might consider what's making people feel like poison is a natural conclusion to draw oh well, he was a thief do, do i look like some kind of poisoner a kind of <laughs> well that's my fault then. It's nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> you do give quick, quick to own it. A lot of poisoner. Uh, well, the, I mean, the, all of the potions that, the that we have. Face. <laughs> you got that poison face. You know? Not my idea. I, well, there's got to be something we can do. Could make it sick. Like, 
my hair, my hair. Mm, Baron <laughs> medicine is sort of related to physiology. So you know if there's, I don't know, things Survival. a person shouldn't eat. If, Survival uh, would be that kind you, of thing, wouldn't it? If or you no? are a trained medical professional, I would posit that you would know a lot of ways to significantly harm a body. I feel like the knowledge just comes with it incidentally. You also have to understand toxins to undo them. Like, you have to really understand them. So I would say that, that Baron certainly possesses the wisdom for how such a thing could be done. Has he even ever, like, purposely made it himself? That's up to you. But... Baron has well within his probably never had. I mean, maybe unless it was to eliminate pests, like filthy, like you know, rats or something like that, rat poison. You could maybe like, okay, yeah, you whip up some of this. Um, all right, we'll we'll try a roll. Is there is there something on this farm that could be combined in such a fashion to create a poison if we wanted to poison the thing? Let's see. 17. I really like the 3D die because it gives us back that feeling of like almost <laughs> rocking on an edge and coming back. It does it well. Um, <clears throat> a 17. My, my eyes go to the dice, not to the number. I see the dice and then I look at the number. <laughs> You're not going to find something that's going to stop a heart with a drop of application. Not here uh, on this farm. But the right combination of certain kinds of acids that, uh, uh, that can be squeezed from an eggplant uh, combined with uh, some of the stain that is used on the wooden fences here, which the Hawkland surely has some left over. Um, finally, with the lacquer that something, something windmill, I don't know. I'm proud of coming up with just two things. Um, <laughs> the... As could certainly make a workable uh, a workable toxin that should be able to uh, should be able to shut down the nervous system of even quite a large creature. And uh, Baron turns to Peter and says, "If he's has he gone after the eggplants multiple times, or does he tend to vary his things? Thinking maybe we could put out some bait to poison the thing." Might not be enough to finish it off, but might make him uh, less of a angry pickle to have to chop down. down. So it seems to prefer the the eggplants and the potatoes, which is what I'm just assuming I planted next to the eggplants. All right. Because I can't tell. Yeah, let's call those potatoes. And Baron uh, starts listing off possibilities to Peter of you know various things that could be concocted to. Uh, like, do you got some of this and some of this? Maybe we just make a big heap of this stuff. It's a beast. Mm-hmm. It's probably not that smart. We just make a big pile of food. They'll probably yeah. try and eat the food. Poison all your crops. <laughs> ultimately, you have to settle on. Ultimately, you have to settle on a poison that you can make uh, with enough quantity. There are other like yeah. things that Baron knows he could do, but the amount of, of material available here on the farm just isn't enough for a creature the size that you're anticipating here. So you have to go with yeah. something that's a little weaker, but you can make enough of it because uh, he's got the extra stain from... Uh, he just recently had to repair the fence because the worm broke the fence, so he's got uh, extra stain on hand. Perfect. So we, we get a pile of some potatoes and some eggplants and a nice pile. 
and Baron kind of applies some of this, you know, ground up eggplant skins and varnish and and uh, a little bit of, you know, pig shit in there as well. Just, you know, various things that he's picked up over the years that people are like, oh, yeah, my dog just ate this combination of eggplant skins, varnish and pig shit. And it's <laughs> doing in terrible condition. And he's like, all right. Gonna file Talk that one doctor. away in case I ever need that. I ate some poop, I don't feel good. Friend says, hmm. Poop. Mm. <laughs> Great. All right. Gets it all together. Big old pile of food smeared with poison. Oh, and actually, hang on. Do I have this spell ready? I'm so glad that. Hang on, this... hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. Do I, I think I, I, think I said oh, I was going to do that a one. A spell? You see, known spells. spells. So glad that. Peter Hawkins specifically talked about his infant children running around the farm and we're like, poison everything. <laughs> yeah, poison. absolutely. Always. It's like uh, a big pile of enticing poison. Yeah. Baron, to add to the pile, don't want to eat all the guy's crops. He casts oh. Create Food and Water. <laughs> nice work. More bait. This is a pile so, of food and there's a well-cooked ham on top of it. Uh, so steaming. How is it steaming? It, it, he often has this spell prepared when we've been traveling. So I'm trying to think of okay, what spells would he have? Because I wasn't necessarily expecting a fight today, but this is like you know, create food yeah. on a ship. It's an easy way to make food, save some rations, money. A little, a little divine magic there. Um, what does he summon so, the food onto? Uh, basically, the pile, the like floor, like it just it goes on the floor. Peter Hawkland runs over and <clears throat> well plow my fields polish my silver open my sticky jam jars that's incredible and uh it this is 45 pounds of food and, that's uh, a lot sustain, of food enough to sustain 15 humanoids or five steeds for 24 hours jesus <laughs> this is a starving Ooh. farmer this is a starving farmer and he's like Boom. Fuck you, man. 45 pounds of food. Well, it, it, it spoils or just goes whatever if you don't eat it within a <laughs> That's day. That's little comfort to well, a starving uh, person. Think, think about you have a Donald Quarter Pounder. And then <laughs> that that times, 90, of water. times 90, 45 pounds. Yeah. Oh, 90 wow. Quarter Pounder. Well, pluck my chicken. Hey, I'm not going to want to look a gift horse in the mouth, but, uh, you know, just when we're all said and done here, if, uh, if you want to just kind of do that magic hands make food thing again on your way out of here, uh, you know, uh, it would be a sight to behold. And I uh, would be appreciated, appreciative of you. <laughs> it's, uh, it'll Stumbling feed you for the day. Words. But uh, won't keep. Thought it might make for a good bait for the beast on the top of your delicious eggplants and potatoes. Well, I'll say. I'm half tempted to dig in. Well, I mean, don't, don't do that. A little something <laughs> hasn't touched the rest of it. Probably fine. No, he, no his gaze lingers. 
for just a moment as Baron's like, you can probably eat part that didn't touch the poison. <laughs> and as he looks and he considers it was unavoidable. this food that has been just piled onto the ground. What is Baron trying to make enemies in this town? <laughs> and he scratches his neck and says, ah, I guess I was just more for the worm would be better. And so you sit back and you wait. <laughs> and you wait. And you wait. It takes a long time. They say, don't watch food that is sitting as a bait for a giant worm rot. That's a phrase. <laughs> Because it it's very boring to watch that. It's uh, like a Thursday night classic. You don't do that on a Thursday, especially compared to other days. Yeah, exactly. That option. But after a while, Baron gets the distinct feeling like someone has grabbed his arms and started shaking him. But realizes There's nobody no has grabbed his arms at all. me by the shoulders and shaking me. No one is gripping. No one is gripping. It is the very ground that shakes his shoulders. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> it was a surprisingly accurate experience when Peter did it. I think it might be coming. Ready yourselves. That's it. You joining the fight with us, Peter? Uh, no shame on you if you choose to stand down. Violence isn't everyone's profession. He looks at Baron and he grabs a hoe from the tool rack <laughs> and he grabs it and then he holds it in two hands and between the two hands Baron can see the metal plaque that says bear jaw strong. <laughs> you can do it Peter you can do it. He dies. The rumbling. Baron's head. Oh good. It's on Baron's head. So be it. The rumbling goes stronger and stronger as there is suddenly an explosion of dirt and bits of fence as something shoots out of the ground and we'll continue next week for <laughs> that. Oh my god. The, <laughs> strong. the bear jaw strong line of tools. I forgot about so that. Good. Like, it's like John Deere. Like equivalent to DeWalt. DeWalt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's amazing. So it's proud. a quality product. That's really good, guys. That hole will be passed down through generations. I had built the last, right? It's like an built elven prostitute. Last. Like yeah, an I elven mean, prostitute. <laughs> <hit a rock. laughs> oh, wow. That hole made to laugh. Christ. <laughs> uh, These are not known for their constitution. Excellent wordplay. Not known. Not known. And Sam yet. tonight. Someone walks out of an elven brothel.